Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you have? I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Rodri Gigs on Football. This is episode number 25. We are live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter, Ace Podcast Nation. As you know by now, the home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more, including exclusive interviews from the world of combat sports. Filmed another one today. Let's go. So we are, of course, like I mentioned, live on all those platforms. Please do subscribe, follow on whichever platform you're watching. Subscribe to YouTube channel, click the bell, and then you'll never miss a show. If you prefer your podcast in audio form, then get everything that we produce at the Sports Social Podcast Network, the UK's first 
dedicated sports podcast network. And uh, as you some may be aware, I've got a statement from Will, who uh, runs the charity Super Six that we're uh, we support at the moment. And uh, unfortunately, it's been cancelled. So uh, I'm sorry to say. So it's all over. We're uh, we're just gonna pick it up next year. Not a problem. Uh, no, I'm only I'm only joking. I'm not a sore loser. Um, I missed yesterday's round. I forgot. I wanted to give Rodri a chance to catch up, uh, and he topped the round with 16 points. He's cut my lead over him to just five points. So now I've made it interesting. It's time for me to get back to business. But um, well done to Reese Irison who topped Saturday's round, and a shout out to Craig Sullivan as well. He's back up to second in the overall league. The next round. It's three o'clock Saturday, Rodri. Don't forget, okay? What makes it more pathetic is you messaged the me. Delusion. Saying, oh, you forgot yours. Well, when I looked on yours, they were it was it looked like you'd forgotten. No, I was no, no, wishful no. thinking, mate. I think wasn't I? Yeah, I know novice. Only top the charts. Sixteen don't matter, points. Mate. Don't matter. Five points, twenty points. What will matter? Come May. So what was it? What was it? What was it? What was it? Though two weeks ago, thirty points. But I lost count. Honestly, it's not important, is it? It's for charity. Don't matter. Yeah, exactly. So all that smack you were talking. No, 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 no. We'll see. We'll see. Come May. I've recovered now. It's all right. We shall see. Long way to go. Long way. I'm probably. I'm probably thinking I'll beat you by fifty, but. No, but oh, come on now, out. right? I'll drag it out. I'll miss a couple of weeks for you. I got so sick of every time I was doing the intro, it would be you'd interrupt going, Oh, no, 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 I missed the first five weeks, didn't I? So now I've missed like six or seven weeks in total. So that's gone. So when I smash you into oblivion now for the next whatever many games there is, you've got no excuses. No excuses. Beaten by a novice. How far? How far again am I behind you now? Was it five? Four? Five points, it? mate. Five, five points. Yeah, that's... That's it doesn't matter, though, does it? It doesn't matter if it's one, so, don't matter if it's five, don't matter if it's 50. So All this that matters. Time, so actually, this time next week, I'll be ahead of you. How does that, how <laughs> that make you feel? Just sad. Got to yeah. be honest. It's the constant abuse as well. As soon as the game is <laughs> kick off, my, my phone's just like... Burr, 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 burr. Yeah, and what can you do? It's all good fun. All good fun. Got a shed load to talk about again, mate. So much to talk about. Um, <clears throat> but um, we were just talking then. So tomorrow night, uh, there's a Bellator MMA show uh, in Ireland, which is featuring a couple of the Welsh lads who I've had on the channel and on the fight show. Um, so <clears throat> we're going to do a watch along for that, I think. Starts like 7 or 7.30, I think. Well, double check the times. Uh, so me and Rodri will be here tomorrow night watching Bellator. So come join us, have a chat, watch the fights. But uh, we'll be talking about anything and everything as we watch them. Have a good crack. Have a little chill out on a Friday night. So I encourage everyone to watch, even if you're not like bang into your fights. You can just chuck it on. It's on BBC iPlayer. Watch it. Some some Welsh lads there. Some some good Irish fights on as well. It's gonna be. A, it should be a good night's fight, mate. But I am joined by. Uh, Sal- former Salford City winger, Mr. Rodri Giggs. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm still buzzing from Super 6, but I'm, I'll calm down tomorrow. Probably. Come on, mate. You can't live on past glories. Come on. Well, you've got to enjoy these things and, and then move on. Still, well, it's not even 24 hours yet, so well, mate, hours, then we're going to move on. A professional, see, once the game's done, he just moves on. But... Yeah, that's it. That, 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 then they, they regret it when they... When they 
retirement life say well what would you retire what do you regret oh yeah i just have enjoyed the moments more well that's what i'm doing it says a lot though doesn't it that like it's such a big moment in your life it's <laughs> beating me this is a... <laughs> any competition yeah just enjoying the life <clears throat> any whether it's super six on playing golf on playing football they all mean just as much a win makes this born winner makes this yeah especially when the, the opponent's been talking shit for weeks. <laughs> no can you imagine me never never mate never i did love do you know what i love though? it's the early <clears throat> celebration it's gonna make it all that sweeter sweeter yeah. come may yeah. um i think the viewers know it's gonna end well how it's gonna end yeah well they listen to your Horseshit every week. They? So they know, who, they know which one of us talks sense. Please, anyone in the group, did you even think about Burnley winning 1 0? Just say yes or no. That's it. Ah, uh, see, uh, Donna says, did you do Man United to lose? Big then? massive game. Big massive game. No, big, big massive game for City, for, uh, against City. They've won it, drove home, enjoyed it, and they've got to drive all the way up to Burnley. And it's nasty there. And we have the result. It's all about Sorry. thinking about it. It's all, it's all, it's just common sense. I appreciate that, guys. He says, sick overlay. Yeah, so go to courtesy of 10 Media. Shout out to Jamie. He's uh, he done me some new overlays, which uh, just makes it look a bit sharper. Sharper, as it were. Um, but yes, uh, Rodri had a good week. Gotta let him have his little. His little moment. Another good week. I'm sure they had 18 points well, last week. Mate, week as well. but, this but is why I don't mind it because I smashed you into oblivion for the like up until the last three or four weeks. So come on, you got to you got to win. You got to win well. You got to lose well. This is my motto. We'll have to go back to the start and see how much when we actually when I actually joined, how many points were you actually in front of me? Oh mate, I, I think I scored about I think I scored about three points in the first ten games. Yeah, sure Most of my points that. come in the last month or so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's another speaking... thing. That's another thing that people that seem to dismiss. I inspire people to do better. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Can you hear yourself? I like it. It's good. So, um, speaking of two well, people, the stats, com- the stats shows it. You were shit before I, I started giving you shit, and then you've it's you've competition, mate. Isn't it? Competition breeds well, competition. That, that proves my point. But speaking of two people who are completely up their own ass, Chris Sutton and Michael Owen had a bit of a set to see that. Now that was a that was a link. Um, Chris Sutton, Michael Owen had a proper little meltdown on uh, BT Sport yesterday during the. Ajax and Benfica game. Did you see it? No. They um so basically like Chris Sutton, um his old man uh died, I think, in the last few years, but he had the uh dementia, which they think was probably caused from playing football and heading the heavy ball and all that sort of stuff. So he's quite a proponent of um the fo- of football getting on board with like other sports do, like the NFL, like rugby, even cricket. Other sports are buying up with um, concussion protocols, concussion substitutes, things like this, like football are behind. And Chris Sutton has been banging that drum, rightly, in my opinion, for a while. Um, so there was a big, nasty clash of heads between um, the Ajax defender, uh, Martinez. I can't remember who it was with. Someone will tell me. Um, oh, it was Otamendi. And um, so they had like a proper nasty clash of heads. So at half time, Chris Sutton again, is talking about concussions because um, 
it was, I think it was Otamendi, but one of them carries on and he looks out of it, mate. Completely out of it. Shouldn't be on the pitch. He should have gone to the changing room and been well, checked like down out to by... the manager to assess that and the physios well, to see that and just to pull him off. The, the point is that the the doctors which assess him at the moment are the club doctors. Yeah. So what got, the, be, the got... in other sports they get assessed by a impartial doctor. They've got to be independent doctors. Yeah. yeah. So he should have been taken to the shade. They both should have been taken to the changing room and assessed in a quiet, you know, relaxed environment, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So Mike, uh, so Chris Sutton's, you know, sort of banging that drum. He's saying, you know, you could have. They should have gone to the changing room. They should have had a temporary concussion substitute. And Michael Owen started going about how um, you know players are going to dive around. You can't believe them because they hold their legs. Does that mean their legs broken? And and uh, Chris Sutton interrupted him, called him a caveman, and they started to get quite uh, feisty until the uh, the presenter kind of cut them off and said, "Oh, we've got to go back live." But it was there was a bit of because um, I think it's something. Look, it's something which has affected Chris Sutton personally, so he's obviously got a bit of emotion in there, but also. <clears throat> there was definitely a bit of needle there, so I don't know if they'd already discussed it beforehand. Well, well the, 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 in in if different sports, no, it's not <laughs> independent. It's a rule. If there's any head injury, you've got to come off and and yeah. check for the concussion. So that's NFL, rugby. They have like 10, 15 minutes concussion. I don't know what the rule, the, the kind of rule is, but they they have to go off any head injury, no matter what. So. Well, wait, even in cricket, maybe that just it's, it's a rule that the FA have to bring in, and then you know that, that has to happen. Then obviously they can bring a sub on, but then that that sub can come back off, and then it, that, that guy can come. But then the, the, the then the managers might be, be a bit savvy and think, well, the guy has just come on, he's doing a better job, so I'm going to keep him on. There's loads of different. But if that means that we're going to stop something tragic happening, then I think. That's what's got to be done, and it you've got to risk play people taking advantage of it because ultimately, if cricket, where this is a non-contact sport, has concussion sort of substitutes and things like this, then football should as well. You know, rugby's got yeah. it, NFL's got yes. it. Um, yes, yeah, so I don't, th- I don't think they're going to be, you know, get get such get it from the head in the balls like from such as. No, it's heading. It's clash of heads. No, I know, but if but the game's moved on, it's a lot quicker. So you've seen a lot more. Head injuries, you know, it's a lot more elbows and arms. So you're going to see elbows, and uh, which could be a lot worse. So um, yeah, it's it needs to be taken seriously, very seriously, because we've seen I've seen it on the weekend. The Leeds player, how he went back oh, on, brutal, and mate, he, that was, was. he was he looked groggy. I don't know how they let him back on. So, so that that looked a really bad one as well. Yeah, I'll tell you something now about Blood concussions. Was out of his, out of his head. <laughs> yeah, he was all over. He was all over the shop, mate. And, out, yeah. and he's gone straight back on. It's, we've got to get past those the, those days of like Terry Butcher being patched up and sent back on with blood pissing out of his head. Okay, we know more Different about time, head injuries. Yeah, and of course it is. And I, I'm not criticizing him or the people involved then because we didn't know then what we know now about concussions and head injuries and dementia and the things concussion uh, CTE and stuff that you can't diagnose CTE until after death. So like yeah, have you ever seen don't... Um, have you ever seen the Aaron Hernandez uh, documentary on Netflix when when I they have, yeah. look when they investigate when they do uh, see his brain at the end of it. Yeah. And it's, it's horrific, shocking man. to see it. Would, it's literally you know, shocking um, to see the the the, 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 the comparisons. 
have you ever heard of um, Chris Benoit? He was um, a WWF yeah, yeah, wrestler. Yeah. who And he went on. Um, he murdered, he he, yeah, he killed his wife yeah. and his son. Um, yeah. And when they examined his brain, they said he had the brain of like, um, some, I think it was something like an 80-year-old per- like a guy with dementia. And that was the brain that he had because he had taken so many like steel chairs to the head and all this different stuff. And it's, it's like, you just don't know the damage you're doing. Um, so from the Shed End podcast there says, um, doctors should be independent. The player's got to be hooked off. Most club doctors will probably tell him, you know, they'll let him play because they've got a, a thing in the race, haven't they? Obviously Mourinho and uh, Eva Canero famously fell out, didn't they, over a, like, because Mourinho was telling her to just, you know, not treat the player for whatever it was. And like the, the ultimately the club doctors are employed by the football club and um, it has to be an independent thing. And it's just, it should just be head. That's so for instance, we'll use last night as the example, two players, big clash of heads. The referee says, right off you go. They go to the changing room with the independent doctor and they are ex- assessed whether they are able, you know, to go back on or whether they need to go and go have scans and be checked out at hospital. So it's nothing to do with the football clubs. As far as the, like, I, in my opinion, almost the club doctors shouldn't even be there. The, they should just take him away into the medical room and then they come out and they say, well, he can go back on, but he can't. And then the manager makes the decision for the substitutions, etc. Because well, the club the club doctors should should still be there because he still needs to, to, to. But then can he influence the other no, doctor? No, into... no, it, You'd uh, like to think he's got, no yeah. for, he's got no authority in, in this matter. It's it's, mm. it's it's completely out of his hands. It's it's down to the the independent doctor. If he says no, then you, you, that's it. It's the end of the mm. discussion. But that needs yeah. to come. That needs to come from the top because certain managers will. Well, just send the players back out there. You know, when I was, when I was especially those old school I, ones. Isn't yeah, it? when I was coaching, managing. No, you just get you just no. It's just you know, it's got to move with the times. It's the health, it's the head as well, and his blood's splitting out. You know, any player, even myself, would would, would want to carry on, but you, you need a cooler hand to say, <laughs> say yeah. no. Come on, it's the same as a fighter, isn't it? Like a boxer or an MMA fighter, like they will keep going and going and going. Sometimes they've got to be protected by the referee or by their own corner and say, right, enough's enough. Let's live to fight another day sort of thing. Exactly the um, thing goes to on Saturday with uh, Amir That Khan. one with Leeds, I thought was ridiculous, him, mate. Yeah, that the Leeds done him a ridiculous. massive favour because, you know, his heart and he wasn't going down. He was just getting, you know, it, you know, he was just getting beat up. So the referee's yeah. done him a massive favour. But I'm not, um, I'm not criticising the players for wanting to play on. Look, I, I understand that. But somebody's got to protect them from themselves in the short, you know, in the immediate short term. Um, Craig says independent assessors should make the decision and with concussion sub, but also it may stop some of the fake injuries if they have to go off. Yeah, and I think you're less likely to have players sort of no, I, uh, I, I, faking no, a head injury. They have to go off. Yeah, I disagree. With the fake head injuries... You know when someone's when it's a bad head injury. You know, especially when it's the, the VAR now and all that stuff. So, you know, when there's blood literally splurting out of someone's head, and you know, it's, it's, it's impossible to fake that. You kind of know which ones are the fake ones and which ones are not, because Back you know the there. ones that the ones that really they make you ill when you see them. You, you know, Oh, it's horrible, man. Head yeah, some so, of them are nasty, mate. So, mate, seen some of those elbows in the face over the years. Some of them have been horrible. 
like and you look like the Petr Cech one. There was another one straight after when Petr Cech had his head injury. There was another keeper, wasn't there? Like almost like the next week or something who had a similar injury. Mm. Like they're lucky to still be playing. They're lucky to, you know, no permanent, hopefully no long-term damage. Um, back in 2003, um, I fell off a wall after uh, being at the pub all day. Um, and like either side, there was like a rail, but in the middle there wasn't. So I didn't realise there was a drop behind. I was pissed. And I fell back, landed on my head, went to hospital and that. I had a concussion. And for the next probably week to two days, was about as ill as I've ever felt. Like it was horrible. Did every time I would get up, I was dizzy or sick. Like, and that was you know. Mild, well, this is what I'm saying. There's, there's there's mild concussions and there's there's, there's really heavy ones. And obviously yeah. you've got heavy one because you felt the whole body weight. But there's yeah, mild ones and, and and obviously you've got to listen to the player after that. Once the game's finished, players have got to be honest though as well. Once about how the game's feeling. finished, I think the player will realise. You know, uh, and, and be honest, because you know, at the end of the day, it's his health. He wants to carry on. What's what? Miss a game, or you want to miss his whole career? So, you you you've just got to be smart and, and let these players know. Well, I'm sure they do. Yeah, and I like, but then the other thing is, people. It's not always an inst- instant reaction either. So, like, if someone's got a concussion, you might not have a reaction until three, four days after. It's it's not necessarily straight after the game or the next morning. It can take time. Like the brain is such a complex organ. It's just so difficult. And I just think um whether it's FIFA, I, th- I can't remember the the, the organization. Well, Chris, can do more. Chris Sutton mentioned someone a, a particular organization. I can't remember who what I so he said IFAB should be stepping in. I don't know who that is, so I'm gonna Google it now. But like ultimately, FIFA or the people who run, you know, make the rules, they've got to be the ones who step in and say, "No, we're doing this. We should have." Uh, so the IFAB is the International Football Association. They basically make the laws of the game. So yeah, you know, these these organisations are the ones who have to step in, and they have to. They have to change the way football as a whole is treating concussions. Because to me, I agree with Chris Sutton. He called Michael Owen a caveman. But to me, football in general is behaving like cavemen in when it comes to concussions and head injuries. Um, Reese has got a good idea, uh, Roger. He says we should get um, he says get a doctor or an ex-doctor, someone who can, whose expertise is in the field of concussions. Um yeah, I might be able to get someone actually uh, through someone else I know. I'll see what I can do because that would be quite a good one to have, mate. One week, maybe when there's an international break or something, we could yeah. get them on with us on a Thursday, and that would be a really interesting show to uh, to talk about. Um, in it, Matthew says in rugby you have to sit a HI, HIA test. Most people would struggle to pass it without a head injury. Uh, I don't know what a HIA, HIA test is. I'm assuming it's some sort of concussion protocols and stuff. But at the end of the day, there's a reason why those protocols and those tests are, well, they are. They're there to protect the person who's doing them, aren't they? Um, like, I can't stand Chris Sutton. 
I was saying I said this a few weeks back, didn't I? Head in head injury assessment, it stands for. Um no, I don't I don't really particularly he rubs me the wrong way a lot. The way he talks and that, but I agree with him on this. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Michael Owen, yeah, me and him. Michael well, Michael Owen just blase, blase. I don't even know if he believes that himself. I just think he said it to be contrary, um, to be honest. I just, Just, just I don't see that the players diving should come into it, to be honest, at at the stages that we're at now where we just need to have it implemented. Who dives from a head injury? I've never seen yeah. someone you don't, dive. You don't see men. I mean, uh, uh, the Rivaldo one, where he dives when a ball hits him in the knee. I Who? mean, that's Rivaldo, when the ball hit him in the knee and he held his face. No, but dude, that, that was 25 years ago. Yeah, well, Alexis Sanchez did it, didn't he? When um, he was in the block no, in the throwing. Yeah, you're talking about a handful of things. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's not something you see, like... He's just yeah, you he's see, uh, talking crap, Michael. Yeah, you see... You, you see usual. <clears throat> Yeah, he's a bit of a dick, isn't he? Let's be honest. Um, so it's been a, a an electric week in the championship, mate. Um, I want to shout out uh, Steve Martin, Mark Hudson, and the other guys at Cardiff. They're doing a tremendous job. Um, and I look around at some of the other clubs. I look around at Huddersfield, right, and the job that that manager's doing at Huddersfield after he's been given time and job security. Huddersfield were nailed on for relegation about 18 months ago, two years ago. Several times they've been looking as if they are down. And now they're up in the playoffs. And like even last night against Cardiff, they didn't create many chances at all, but still managed to come away with three points, two late goals. My problem with Cardiff at the moment is they've got a very young squad. Um, Mark McGuinness has been a tremendous find find in defence. But the last couple of games starting to make mistakes. So I think he could do with the rest because he's been so good all season. Um, I just think he needs a rest now. Take him out the firing line for a couple of games because what you don't want to do is play him into the ground and he keeps making mistakes and being up, if he's at fault for goals and things like that. Like it's not a... I don't think it's ideal. Just take him out the firing line for a game. Um, you know, because they've got such a young squad, Cardiff have. But I thought they were pretty good last night, even though they didn't create a great deal. Just from a away performance, I thought it was a good away performance. They just got done with two late goals. But Huddersfield, those good teams, mate, they win when they play badly, don't they? Yeah, and that's that's your organisation of a coaching. It's as, it's as simple as that. You know, bad teams fall apart. Good teams they stay in games. And they either, they either get they get a draw, or they get a good a, a win, and by the sounds of it, you know, well, um, doing that in a minute. Do you think they should give Steve Morrison the job now, or do you think they should still wait till the end of the season and see where they are? No, I, I, I'd still you still wait till the end of the season. Why, I agree. Why, why why do it now? He's in the job. Why? Well, they, they made the mistake with Mick McCarthy, didn't they, of rushing yeah, and just, not waiting? What, why why change anything? You know, if he keeps them up. Um, he's bringing young players in. Can obviously work with young players, and, and yeah, you take it from there because the, the chopping and changing history tells you it doesn't work. Yeah, yes, it works at certain clubs, but we're talking at certain clubs, not where you've got to fight and, and and borrow and beg and 
you know, teams like Chelsea or Real Madrid, they can do that because they've got multiple ways of, of, of winning. You know, Cardiff, uh, you know, they need stability. That. Yeah, they need stability. Uh, and the, 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 the player knows the club. Uh, he's got people under him that, that know the club. Um, yeah. Like I say, he's bringing young players in. So I think um, what he did um, is straight away when he got the job, he brought in Darren Purse as the under-23s manager. He's got Mark Hudson in his backroom staff. I apologise, I forget the name of the assistant manager, but um, I, when I spoke to Derek Brazil the other day, he spoke um, so highly of him. He said he's one of the best coaches in Wales. And um, he, you know, he's straight away, he's brought in good coaches, but also coaches who know the football club. And I think that's really important. When you consider when he, you know, when he came in, the fans were pissed off. Um, there was a Tom uh, Rosa, that's it. Um, like the fans were pissed off. There was a real negative vibe around everything. We had no money. Steve Morrison's come in, done a tremendous job in a transfer window. He's, that squad is just full of young, hungry players. Doyle again last night. Great goal. Great team Told goal. Told you he's going to be a good player, isn't well, mate, Do you know what I, I'm impressed by him? It's not necessarily like individual performances is since he's come, I haven't seen him have a bad game for a young player to come in and play five, what, six games. What you've five. got to understand, mate, is he's been training with Manchester City players. He's probably been tra training with the first team, haven't he, as well, I would have thought. Yeah, so this level, is just he's just got to get used to the pace and, and, and physicality the physicality of it. Physicality of it. And then once that, the, 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 the quality will shine through, but Mm. By the sounds of it, he's hit the ground running. He'll, yes, he'll have some bad games, but you, you expect that from a young player. But so going back onto the managers, they're all like strong characters and good mind, good-minded characters as well. Winners, you know, captain-like leaders on the pitch. So that bodes well as well. Yeah, I thought all Matthew makes like Purse, um, Hudson, Hudson. Yeah, Morrison's obviously centre half, but they're all like leading, big, strong, you know, leading men of a football team so mm -hmm. that that just bowls well if you're a young like academy player at Cardiff City the age that they're at now they will have seen they will have watched Darren Pearce and Mark Hudson play for Cardiff City they will be the guys they've grown up watching so to then be coached by them and let's not forget Mark Hudson in particular has done a tremendous job at Huddersfield as a temporary manager and assistant manager in his own right um, Darren Pearce was at Oxford, so these guys have got experience as well off, the, you know, on the coaching side of things as well. So I think it was good things. Matthew makes a good point. He says I thought Cardiff gave away a lot of needless yellow cards last night. Um, I do agree with that, and I think that's the sort of thing which can mount up really quick, and you can end up with city um, city suspensions for five yellows or whatever it is. And obviously, with young young players, that's when they've got to be reined in a little bit by the coaches and just say, you know, calm down a little bit or whatever. But um, the other problem is, is Cardiff can't really try and sign any of these loan players permanently until they've got a new manager. I also would add to that, I don't think some of those players are going to be available to sign anyway. Um, but some of them, you know, might be. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the Peterborough situation, mate. The, the, the bottom three is incredible. 21, 21 and 20 points. Obviously, Derby had a difficult night last night. Peterborough got rid of Darren Ferguson, someone who's taken him up and down you know, several times. He knows Peterborough. He loves Peterborough. 
They've got rid of him right at their, you know, the real relegation fight. And they brought in Grant McCann, who's got a tremendous reputation. It was a brave decision, but do you think it's the right decision? Uh, well, we'll have to wait and see, you know. It's, uh, that, Peterborough, uh, uh, a club are pissing against the wind every year because they're, they're, they're overachieving, should I say? Because, mm. uh, yeah, uh, by the sounds of it, it didn't, it didn't get rid of him. They had a call. No, he walked. I just, uh, yeah, they had a phone, they had a phone call, and in, within that phone call, they've decided, right, that's it, and he's either walked or they've mutually agreed. But I don't think they got rid of him. What's uh, he like, Darren Ferguson? I've always thought he, he seems like a decent manager. Yeah, he's a, well, well, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't spoke to Darren Ferguson for over 25 years, but every time I spoke to him, he was always very courteous, really good bloke, always chatty. He was, yeah, he was, he, he, he was always good, and obviously... Did he come through same as Ryan? Like, was he at the same age as Ryan with the academy and that? No. No, he wasn't in the academy. I thought he was there for a little bit, and then yeah, he, he, left. Was, he He was, but I don't think he was in the academy. He was there... He was he was a pro. He played round about the ninety three, ninety four, ninety five season. Round that season, mm. but yeah, he was never in the academy. Oh, it wasn't the academy then. It was YTS. And yeah, they had an, they had an A team, they had a B team. So we used to yeah. play in that. Then they had a reserve team back in them days. That's how it worked in them days. They had the first team, reserve team. A team, B team, youth team. Mm. He, um, like, obviously, he didn't have a like a massively, you know, illustrious playing career. I think he had a decent playing career. You know, he played league football and whatever. Um, I think coach coaching wise, you know, he's he's won promotions. I think he won. Um, he did win a trophy with Peterborough, one of the like Johnston's trophy or something like that. But he's taken Peterborough up. He's taken him down. He's taken him. He's always got gets him back up. Um, I think it's it probably says a lot about him if he feels that he's not able to get the best out of the players to stay up. Then now is probably the right time to go. I think by now it's like oh, we're talking not to twenty years. Mm. Um, when he's left, he's come back, so he probably knows the situation now. It's just probably. The chairman's saying things that are probably unrealistic in in his mind. I don't know this conversation. I'm obviously just yeah, think, right? just I don't know. Or oh, he's just thinking, you know what? This is just no, because you know it's, they've he knows got, the players they've he's got, got, got as well, didn't he? And they, they've worked well together. But, but you know, sometimes relationships run the, run the cause, and you don't. Know, I'm you, sure. surprised if he ended up back there. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. He'll probably end up being back. Uh, um, Paul Sometimes Inst- when you go to a place, it just fits, and, and mm. you go to a place, it doesn't work out. So you know, look at you know, last year, this time last year, Jack Pearce was one of the best English players on in the country, and now he scored one goal. Mm. Yeah, things change goal. and they change quick, don't they? Uh, Paul Ince in at Reading, obviously Reading have picked up a little bit in the last couple of games. Found form that that bottom four is so tight. What do you, where do you stand on Paul now, Ince? What he's doing now is dragging Hull into it, <clears throat> yes. Swansea into it. So, um, yeah, Derby are going to pick, still pick up points, but it's it's can Reading keep winning? Can Hull? Because Hull just had a, a, got a new owner in, so 
he's expecting big things. So, yeah, it's going to be time. Where do you stand on Paul Ince? He's been very vocal about the fact that he hasn't been given a proper chance at the top level. <laughs> and we he's talked been, about he, it a couple of weeks he, ago. He has been given a chance. He was given a Blackburn Rovers chance. and It, and it, 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 was it went poor. badly, didn't it? It was went very badly. So, yeah, no, let's not say he's not been given a chance. No, I'm uh, saying what he said, though. Yeah, it's, you know, it's Paul O'Paul. He's Paul, not. <laughs> Paul O'Paul. I, I do, no, the, the stats say it. Look at it, it's the same shit when I'm because I'm a big NFL fan, it's going over there, big on there and the Ronan, where there's not enough black managers, owners. That you know, it's I, well, mean, I don't think you can put Paul Ince in the same scenario as Sol Campbell, for instance, who just cannot get a job, and so he's managing like low down in the league pyramid. Yeah, see, whereas Paul Ince has had Premier League jobs and failed. Yeah, see, where Frank Lampard, uh, Steven Gerrard, uh, however. Uh, all that just had as as good a career as Saul Campbell. So yeah, but there's always there is always a but, and my argument is we're still giving the jobs to the same managers, your Mick McCarthy's, your Neil Warnock's, and all these people. Why aren't why isn't Paul Ince being given another chance? Do you know what I mean? Like because we still get the same managers doing the merry-go-round of all the Championship Premier League clubs. Uh, you know, I'm sure if Sam Allardyce was interested in be, getting back into football, he'd get a job like that. So, no, uh, it's, it's 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 an issue, and it's not it's not football. It's it's society no. in, in general. These higher positions, they're mostly white people. Mm. And where they, do you see they, they, if they they're, they're interviewing seven people and one of them is black? You know, percentage is you're going to hire a white guy, not mm. the best guy for the job. Yeah, which you know it should be, shouldn't it? Unfortunately, mm. it's not. Yeah. Um, Donna says, do you think it's strange for a father to manage his son? Because um, <clears throat> obviously Tom Ince is at Reading. Uh, I think it can cause problems. Like, because no, Tom Ince no. has not been very good. You've seen managers' sons over the years, I've seen. When I was at Torquay, uh, Alan Ball was the manager of Exeter, and his son Jimmy Ball was there. Darren Ferguson with Alex Ferguson, Steve Bruce with Alex Bruce. Bruce has managed Alex, uh, Yeah, it's, it's gone up. It's happened... Yeah. But the problem is Tom Ince hasn't been very good for this, for Reading, in my opinion. No, I know, but who knows him better than his father, so he might get the best about him. And, and you know, in the last week, they've got the one-two game, so... Yeah, I'm interested. Um, so, obviously, Paul Ince is not the only ex-United player to get a job this week. We had uh, Mark Hughes back in the game. Three years out of management, is back at Bradford. Um, I find that... I find that interesting. If I was Bradford, I'd be quite excited. I think that um, I think Mark Hughes has something to offer as a manager. I don't. I thought he did a great job with Wales. I thought he did a pretty good job with Man City. It was just time to to move on. Um, what else did he? He was Blackburn. I thought he did all right for a bit. Like I, I think it's strange that in some ways that he hasn't had a job for three years. It's almost like he's been. Stigmatized as being not a very good manager. When no, actually, when, when he had a few jobs, when he's at Southampton as well. Yeah, but when you look at his record at the with the bigger jobs, he did all right. So right, no, it's weird. You want to manage to be getting better. Yeah, 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 yeah. I accept that. No, and and he, he's no, not probably not no fault of his own. Probably in Wales, he, he's done a really really good job. City, they're on the up. They've got the funds, so that helped. But you still got to do a job, and he was a part 
of their success at the start. Even though they, they didn't win the league, he brought some of the players in or built that foundation for him to, to go on to win the league. So he was a part of that success, even though they didn't win a few a lot of yeah. silverware. And but then you know he went to Blackburn, mm, bit of a whinger, bit of a moaner. You know it's always the ref's fault or someone else's fault. Then he, he he's always to, been quite dour though, hasn't he? And then he went to Southampton. He went to, was he somewhere else as well. I, th- I got. Did he go um, like somewhere abroad? I want to say Turkey, but I think I'm wrong. I'll have Is a Stoke? Did he go to Stoke? Um, yeah, possibly. That sounds familiar. Let's have a look. Managers. Um, <clears throat> so he's done managerial career: Wales, Blackburn, Man City, Fulham, QPR, Stoke, Southampton, and now Bradford. Yeah. See. You know. So he's had, he did do the right. I mean, so if you look at the first three jobs he had, Wales, Blackburn, Man City, I think he, it's fair to say he did a good job at all three. And yeah. then Fulham, he was only there a year. QPR, he seems to have been there even less than that. Um, Stoke was there. Stoke, he was there for five years. Um, Southampton was there not very long. So, I mean, he's had a bit of a mixed bag. I think it's fair to say, but those three, you're right. If you're looking for a manager to improve after the, you know, the Man City, uh, so yeah, Man City, Wales, yeah, so Blackburn jobs. Premier League, when Premier League man, uh, teams look and not think, oh, we'll go for Mark Hughes, he has to now go to somewhere like a Bradford and get through into the Premier League for the Championship. That's his only route now because no Premier yeah. League side's going uh, to hire him and, and probably. You know, he's scraping on the barrels for a championship manager. So, I'm pretty mm. sure he's been putting his name in for the Middlesbrough's, the, the Nottingham Foresters, you know. But yeah. he's going to choose a Mark Hughes or Steve Cooper. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, Matthew, an answer to your question. Yeah, do, if you can send that in, I'll, I would like to have a look at it. Um, so, is a trivia question for everyone in the chat. I'm going to ask Rodri as well. Um and if he doesn't get it straight away, I'll leave it a couple of minutes so everyone in the chat can have a have a look. Um, Are they going to ask me how many points I got this week? Oh, no, 16, I want to know what, without googling it. What is Mark Hughes's full name? Like, what's his first name? It's not Mark. I don't know. People in the chat, you got two minutes to get it in. Don't Google it. Bit of fun. What's Mark Hughes's first name? Um, let's talk. A bit of Champions League, mate. Been a, an interesting week in the Champions League. Um, what's the Rangers score? Anyone know? Be interested in that. They're playing Dortmund, uh, aren't they? Four two up. Oh, look at that. Matthew Angel, Donna Perry straight away. Leslie. That's correct. Mark Hughes's name. Leslie Mark Hughes. Well. Mark Hughes OBA. Come on. With respect. I, I apologize. Oh, before we go to Champions League, mate, what do you make of Conte's meltdown? Well, I was like, I was like, well, wait a minute! I've just watched Sky Sports. He was laughing, joking about Harry Kane playing on one leg, and now he's nearly crying on TV. It was um, weird, but... Yeah, but, but, but he's right. Whatever he's, whatever he's, what, what, exactly what he says, he's right. Where, what is the ambition of Tottenham? They've got the same players that keep different, different managing the same results. So what's going to change? Yeah, and my thing as well, mate, with that is. And he's the only similar person to, who can do that can call him Because Similar to, similar to um, Mourinho at United. Mourinho said the same thing at Tottenham. 
and got absolute pelters for it. He said certain things about United players, which have now kind of progressed and people are kind of saying it themselves, but Mourinho got criticised for it. But somehow I saw a lot of support for Conte and you, like what you've said, like what he's saying is, is right. Some of those players have got the wrong mentality, maybe aren't good enough. I don't think it's that. I think it's the, the ambition of bringing more quality players well, in. Yeah, the, 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 the money. Um, what's I his name? He, he's, he, you know, Lee, he's yeah. even quoted this week saying he's happy with, with his players. They, they, they're willing to learn. They're, it's, it's a joy to come to work with every day. And then the next day, he looks like he's jump the bridge. Yeah. So, well, but the weird thing, the Tottenham have had the same problem for years, haven't they? Is the when they get close to being able to break into the top four or to challenge for something, is they won't strengthen that they won't spend the big money to strengthen their squad. They always want to save a few quid. People sleep, people sleep on Tottenham, but Tottenham's owners are billionaires. But he won't spend money on them. But they won't like not, he won't spend the big, the big money. I mean, they've got the, the big stadium now, they can't keep saying, Oh, paying for the stadium that's paid for now. With the NFL playing there every year uh, and you know, whatever stuff they've got from it, the AJ fights and other fights and other stuff that they do there. So they, oh, need, mate, to start, they need to start, start spending money. Or oh, the biggest asset will leave this summer. He nearly left last summer. You know, now the manager's calling. Now the manager's calling him out. So being linked, being linked with United again today. Um, Harry Kane. Um, do you know what's funny? Right, is uh, Arsenal used the pain for the stadium uh, as the reason for not spending money in the transfer window for about 10 years. Spurs probably got no, another no, eight years to go, haven't that's, they? That's what will happen. And that's, that's what happens. And um, yeah, but Arsenal, there was... their prices there are a <clears throat> joke. How much is a ticket to go to Arsenal? Oh, it's a, it's a joke. It, it's, it's, you're talking, you're talking. Just, just, just a one off ticket. No, I'm talking for the year. You're talking thousands of thousands of pounds for the year. It's a mental mate. Not and like not like a, for like twelve hundred quid. You're talking for your season ticket and the tickets for every year. Thousands of thousands of pounds. It's, they're the most expensive in the Premier League. Yeah, it's up there. They're, them them and Chelsea are up there. Arsenal ticket prices for twenty one twenty two season. Find affordable tickets online. Here we go. Um. So if I want to go and watch Watford versus Arsenal on March the sixth, okay, so have a look yep. at the prices. Eighty quid. I reckon. Yeah, you gotta be looking at about hundred quid. Whoa, Jesus! Single ticket, two hundred and fifteen quid. Best available <laughs> tier, two hundred and twenty-five. To watch Arsenal upper... get beat off Wolves. Oh my! Up, 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 up. So if I away fans, three hundred and twenty-five quid. Jesus. This is what I mean. So it's thousands of thousands of pounds to go and watch. So you're telling me how long's that that ground been there now? Sixty thousand people a a season. Ten years, isn't it? Sixty thousand people a season. Well, that Wenger's been gone five years, and it was up for five years to have Wenger there. Mate, right. So that, and by the way, that's not to play United, Chelsea. If I went to, if I went to go and watch Man United now, I'll get a kit ticket for fifty, sixty quid. So have a look on the same. I'll have a look on the same website for United tickets. I'm I'm fascinated now because that like I'm shocked by that. I expected like hundred quid, and even that is steep in my opinion. But 
no wonder Premier League attendances are like dipping and the Etihad's always now on the TV and it's packed. Yeah, but you look at like the Etihad some weeks and it's like there's like 50 people there. Yeah, that's 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 it, you know. Stockport's a long way from Manchester. The serious question, all right, mate. Why is there so many games where there's empty seats at Manchester City's ground? You know, they're doing well. They got the best manager in the world, you know, or one of the best managers. They got one of the best squads. They're competing for everything. Like, why isn't there a waiting list for those tickets? A couple of reasons. Uh, Manchester City uh, are not even in the same stratosphere as Manchester United. Commercially, I agree, yeah. Yeah, and and supported. If you look at the most supported team in the world, it's probably Manchester United Real Madrid. So you've got people like 10, 15,000 coming to Old Trafford every Friday, Saturday, every weekday game for games. You get tourists. You don't, you don't, you don't, well, you don't you? get that city. You probably get, what, 50, 100, if that. Do all Premier League grounds get like those? Do you know, like well, you, you, you got to understand that the United in the United's North Stand, it's steeped in history, and there's a museum there with right, Busby Babes, all the history. I think every single medal of our kids is in there, which is like thirty odd medals. So there's a lot of stuff in there, and then people go and see that, and then obviously the town centre is 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 like a stone throw away. So and yeah, they go to the games where Manchester City haven't got that plus. Even though people say United uh, um, haven't got many fans in Manchester, dwarfs Manchester City by two. Wow! So yeah, it's just it's totally different. One nil Rangers. Yeah. That, I tell you what, mate. They go through versus Dortmund. That'll be one of the great European performances. Well, Haaland's missing, and that's a big miss for a minute. Yeah, but it does, it's, uh, you know, Rangers shouldn't be beating a team of Dortmund. No, but oh, that, by the way, the result, the result away from home is set it all up. They can just set up now and they can course, just get yeah. on the break, and, and they've obviously done that. So I could get hospitality for United versus Watford, right? For basically with VAT, 300 quid hospitality package. But that's what the away fans would have to pay more than that to go and watch Arsenal. No, I know, but for just to go and watch, just sit in a normal ticket, you can go and get them for 60 quid to watch a Watford. Yeah, but no, but what I'm saying is, a t- an away fan, just normal ticket in our, at Arsenal is more than it would cost me to get hospitality at United. Not oh, saying hospitality United is all right as well. You get there like three or four hours before, beautiful drinks, nice little food, meal. drinks. Yeah, nice. nice little sit out, look, watch them train, go back in, have a couple of more drinks, watch a bit of TV. Sit, sit in there if you want to watch it or you sit outside to you it's crazy Ibrox would be bouncing mate now wouldn't it because mm. were they 5-2 up on aggregate is it 5-2 yeah absolutely bouncing there mate wouldn't it yeah two um, away goals as well yeah and I mean I got and Craig says there like I wasn't looking on the Arsenal website I was looking on a like a ticket site so they might be inflated but just to let people know, I was trying to wind Sai up there. I know the away rules is finished I, now. So. I missed it. Yeah, yeah no. It's lucky. Go on. So I stopped listening when you started abusing me over the Super 6, mate. I haven't heard anything you said. What did you get said. again? 16? Was it 16 yeah. or 17? Six, 15. Come on, mate. 16, 16. No one likes an exaggerator. I'm not league, so, you know, I was not, there's only Will Close to me that had nine. 
The rest were like in the dust. Donna and the rest of them like four or five. Rubbish. Um, Celtic out of the Europa League to Bodo Glimped. Where are they from? Bodo Glimped. Norwegian champions. Dumped out 5-1 on aggregate. Oh, flipping heck. It's not a good result, is it? And Andy was sweating next. Andy's next in, in, in his sights. So once you've gone, it'd be Andy next. Yeah, you're going ahead of yourself. You know what comes... And the old excuse to come off, off Andy, oh, I've been busy with the women's game. I forgot, oh, you know, I'm... Oh, okay. I admit, he's worse than me for forgetting his bloody... Oh, uh, his thing. He's got you making excuses, yeah. So you've got you making excuses. He's got other people make... So yeah, he's got excuses. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, Claire's got a question for you, Rodri. Have you been to an away Serie A match? Away Serie A match? What? Have you been to an away Italian league game, basically? No, no. Or, or does she mean an away, like against an away uh, Italian team watching United, maybe? Oh, yeah, multiple times. Um, I was going to say, uh, didn't you say you went to the Juventus game? Uh, yeah, the semi-final with Roy Keane. That was a one-day trip. It was scary. A one-day trip? One-day trip. Me and my mate, Stuart Hutchinson, uh, airport, six in the morning, straight into Delhi Alpio. Was it Delhi, Delhi Summit? It was called it then days. It's not the new one they're in now. Um, yeah, stuck around with the fans all day, What we, whatever we was doing, drinking. Into the game, watched the game, straight home. It was home for like three in the morning. Mad. Inter Milan was different. Uh, Roberto Baggio, uh, Ronaldo, Fat Ronaldo. Um, they had a big, big, good team. That mm. was scary as well. People were getting stabbed at the arse. I was going to say, you said stuff. Juventus was um, scary. Why was it scary? Just because every time, every time United, every time United score, United were on the on the lower tier. I think that's why the the, the way fans now are on the higher tier because mm. for them days we're in the lower tier. And every time we scored, God knows where they get rocks from. Rocks, uh, bottles full of the piss, just fruit launched down with people with blood, bandages walking everywhere. So, yeah, so you'd, you'd score, you'd be yeah, yeah, and then, like, and then you'd get pelted. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be like, yeah, it was, um, it was, cool. it was, it was good fun though. It was, it was banter because after the, the third goal, we just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd have to score two goals. <coughs> what about the um, the Inter game? That was scary. The Inter was probably the best ground I've ever been to. That so the noise, the, the the dramatic of it of walking up in in the dark, then them spirals in each corner, the noise of it when they scored. Yeah, it was. It was. Did you say epic, people were getting stabbed? Game. I was. We spent we spent the whole week there that that week for Milan. Did you me. say people were getting stabbed? Up the arse, yeah. What in the street? As we go walking to and it was kicking off, people that just just proper straight like, in the back. Yeah, and on the toes. Jesus, but that we, we I remember that clearly going around. Just be careful, people. Just head on a swivel, keeping you in the back of the leg of the arse. But who else was there? Into no, went to the Juventus twice. And... Did you go to the Rome one? No, but I've been to Rome for the Champions League final. Do you ever do Galatas right away? <clears throat> no, no. I was, I was play, I was, I was in Turkey. I think I was in Turkey at that time. Mm. 
I think I was playing at that time. So some games I couldn't go to. Yeah. Um, but that 99 season, I probably missed one game. So Donna just season. asked the question. She so said, went, did you watch, did you go to the Champions League final where they won the travel? Yeah. Yeah. We split, we but, stayed in, we stayed in Lorette de la Mar and tra- travelled over on the day and I was still on the floor when we got the corner. And then I just like getting up and then just it just went sick. Just imagine it. Like we're still celebrating. We got a corner, we got a corner. Yeah, let me get up, let me get up. <laughs> and you getting up. Ah! Take it away. Just I remember watching it in the pub, mate. Crazy. It was mental. The, the crazy thing was when you're walking home, everyone, there was no singing or chanting. Everyone was just wiped out. It was just quiet. The adrenaline, like dump. Yeah, yeah I don't know what it was, but then we had to, we had to get to, we couldn't even get a cab we had to get go to the airport from the ground to get to Lorette de la Mar we oh, it was a nightmare we didn't get home till like four or five in the morning but yeah it was some trip I, I, yeah it was some trip um yeah I, didn't, I missed one game I think I missed Bromby away that game that was the only game I missed good season mate good mm. season that was were you at so were you at the Arsenal game when your brother scored that goal yeah yeah, yeah. I've told you about this before I know you did people yeah, need mate. to go on the treble video or even Google or even go on YouTube and see the celebrations and I'm one of the first people to have and the whistle blows to dive on our kid I've got a cap on a black cardigan with Stone Island yeah, yeah. he's like get the fuck off me you knobhead <laughs> his ankle his ankle was fucked from Lee Dixon kicking him uh-huh. And then just jumped. Do you know on. it was you? Steward, yeah. One of the first ones to jump on the pitch. The steward went to grab me, just little sidestep, stiff armed him in the kite, and just, yeah, and just there's loads of people just ran on. That game was feisty, though, wasn't it? As well. Yeah, you can go on. Yeah, it was, that, that, was pro- that was probably the best game I've ever been to. It had everything. It had everything. We had goals, sending offs, missed penalty in the last minute, extra time winner. Oh, it was. Oh, it was the best. And I was working in London at the time as an estate agent. And me and my boss had gone from London. My boss was an Arsenal fan. So it was a very, very good drive home. Very, very. I don't know how we didn't get sacked. Beautiful. That, it, um, it was, yeah, like, that was a special game. Stir, was on the way home in his Porsche all the way home. He's like, I'll fucking drop you off here, you can't shut up. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> do you um, like, do you think you drop your feet? I mean, sure that you can't. Yeah, <laughs> he was driving. <laughs> do you think it was his um the? Do you think that's his best goal he scored? Um, no, no. Because I actually, it's obviously a quality goal. Look, it is a quality goal, and because of the magnitude of, like, you know, what happened, like the importance of it. It's an even better goal, but like, it's. I don't think it's quite as good as people say it is. No, like, he gets a bit of luck on the way and stuff. Yeah, Not to I, take, I, you know, he's, to, people to have the stamina that, to do it at that yeah, time. People in the game. say you had a bit of luck. Mm, no, yeah, look at you, you better end on the pitch. Fucking no. thugs. Have you seen it? <laughs> you seen yeah, it? Yeah, I just seen it then. You get like a glimpse of you, you can't really see it. Um, but I was just trying to see what did you say you had on a cap? Uh, yeah, a black cap with like a grey grey thing and a black so you can see the Stone Island black finger. Yeah, I can see you. 
Um, I can't. Uh, I would put it up on the screen, but I can't. Coming out of my cat. Yeah, there he is. <coughs> Naughty boy. See, I can't put it on the screen, unfortunately. But if people Google it, you can see it. Like, um, just as they're all celebrating, and the steward grabs you. And uh, yeah, no. Going back to the goal, I think he does get a bit of luck. But where's the, the luck? Why, well, Rick? I think there's. I can't remember which player it was. He he kind of goes to go round him, and it kind of ricochets off his shins a little bit. But look, mid to have the stamina at that time in the game to run well, the length of the pitch. Stamina, and fin, not just that though, but like the, yeah, but it was like a the bench. Did he? Yeah, he's on the bench. Mm. He was having some the... problems most of that year. Um, yeah, that was the year, wasn't it, where he had all sorts yeah, of issues. Yeah, he was on the bench. You, know? you come on with like 10, 15 minutes to go. Mm. Into the game, it's the finish, then... mind, at the end of it, by the way, is probably... Um... Yeah, so, I, yeah, there's a thing with better goals at Juventus he scored. There's a goal at Juventus, I think, that was better. So I think some of the free kicks he scored meant were... Free kicks. There was, vastly a goal, there was a goal against Tottenham in his early years, I think, was better. When he, he scored nutmeg, that... Um... Nutmeg, Gary Mabbott Mab- Mab- yeah. from about five yards and gone round him. Yeah, and he went wide around the keeper. There's a, there's a few, there's loads. His first goal for Wales when he was like 17 and he took the free kick was mm. um good free mm. kick. Like, yeah, we were the um, kick taker, but when you got David Beckham doing that. So. Yeah, you ain't going to take it. You, you get, yeah. They had a few though, didn't they, who could take free kicks. You had Scholes and others. Dennis like, Irwin could take them, yeah. Dennis Irwin, yeah. Mm. Best penalty taker in the world, mate. Dennis. Dennis Irwin. <laughs> no, no. David Never Beckham. missed a penalty, mate. David ever, Beckham. ever. No, free kick. Oh, I thought you were saying free kicks. Oh, no, pen- no, penalties. No, penalties. Now it can't, no. Without doubt. Eric can't. I was just good at everything. Yeah, I, mean, I, I did enjoy yeah, listening to Roy Keane. You've got a, someone to take a penalty for you to, to save your life. There you go, Eric. Nice one. Uh, yeah, so. I think he'd be up there, wouldn't he? I think um, it was quite... I enjoyed listening to Roy Keane the other day talking about... Um, like the early days of working with Camp Nou and stuff, and just the the way he changed the changing room and and just his whole persona. But he also said he was a good laugh on the beers and that, which I found yeah. quite quite, no, quite amusing. He, um, he took him to that next level because um, he seems quite young, stoic all the, all the young from the outside. Him, they all seen it and it, it made them better. Mm. Um, so yeah, we'd lived in a. He lived in Booth Town, just down the road, like in like a, it was a three bed, uh, semi detached. I don't think, mm. it, it, I don't think it was detached. I think it was a, a row of houses. So yeah. Well, he wasn't like particularly flash, like. No, no, no. But if he wasn't flash, he was eccentric, wasn't he? Yeah. Was he? Um, do you know who he was friendly with when he came in and like his time at the club? Well, it's more with the older players, wasn't it? Because the younger players. And he didn't speak. He, he, he said he didn't speak French uh, English, but he did, mm. just in, in bits. But just didn't yeah, he could, he could speak English. He just said he didn't because he couldn't be asked to speak to the media. Now, when he wants to say that, the seagulls and the trailer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was funny. No, so United, United fans, United fans were always, always, always loving because we just, just yeah, we just united. Just, just player, a player that's built to play for Man United. It's Eric Cantona. Um, what's it called? Uh, Rob says, "What's your thoughts on Jack Wilshire uh, joining the Danish league?" 
Um, I can't remember who he joined, but um, I'll have a look now. He joined a team in the lower lower end of the of the Danish league. Are you surprised that he didn't go somewhere within the English system? I went over there uh, for two weeks to Copenhagen. I can't remember which team it was. And I trained over there. It's fucking hard. It's hard, it's hard work, mate, over there. It's totally different for me. They, they proper work you. Mm. And it's a different kind. So, you know, good luck to him. He hasn't you gone know, for all day. It's, it's a lovely, play, lovely part of the world, Denmark. I loved it there. I was only there for two weeks, but I loved it. Um, but it was hard so, work. But then it was. But then it, the weird thing was, then a couple of them would go back and they'd be in a locker room, go in the locker, mouth light. <laughs> like, that's a Scandinavian thing, like, isn't it? Yeah, and just having like a mouth light and just talking after training, sat there in the training game, like what? But yeah, um, any of the class of ninety two smoke training, but very good. Any of the class of ninety two smoke. Um, Lee Sharp used to smoke, didn't he? I know he's not technically he, a class of ninety two. He wasn't ninety two. No, 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 not that, not that I recall. The smokers were. Uh, Cantona, did he have a, a puff? Throughout? Fabian Bartes, Paul Lynch, Wayne. Paul Rooney. Lynch smokes, he. Wayne Rooney, yeah. Um, Wayne Rooney was like a. When he was on the beers, though. Wayne Rooney, every time I'd be out, he knew I'd smoke, so he'd always said, give a sick, give a sick. So that's how I knew he smoked. There we go. Um, so Jack Wilshire's 30, which is mental, um, signed for Danish club Aarhus. Um, I just think he could have signed probably on better money at a championship club. There would have been clubs who would have taken him. Maybe he didn't want. I think the only problem is maybe in the English system is the championship club. Better out there for him, mate. I think it's better out there. It's not as physical. It's but if it's looking... as hard work as you're what you're saying, yeah, you're, no, for an injury injury like prone that, that player, means it's hard work fitness wise. It's not as physical. It, mm. You know, it, 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 it's very technical, and he's got all the technical ability in the world. So, yeah, good luck to him. He just needs to get back playing and just enjoying it again. Quality footballer, mate. I, I, I do well. You can get. I just don't go to like America, Australia. But mind you, Denmark. It's a lovely part of the world. I loved it. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Mm. But I, I would love to see him get like four or five years now at the end of his career, injury free, and you know, not get back in the England squad or any of that shit. But just enjoy his football career. Yeah. Because I do feel so sorry for him. Yeah, unfortunately, mate. You, you have these people in life that are just prone to injuries and you know hopefully that, that he goes injury free now but you know from picking up an injury every season for the last 15 oh, you know, a question this is yeah it's just but you hope he does because yeah I do yeah uh, he seems like a nice lad no no yeah I listened to him on the on the he's been on talk sport a bit recently so yeah I usually he can't seems like quite down down to earth down to earth kind of kid like doesn't yeah, seem as if the money is going to his with Goldstein, but I've, I've been out to put up with him with, with Will Sean. Mm -hmm. So um, this is a cracking question. Um, Craig says, who do you think is going to play the most games the rest of the season? Aaron Ramsey, Gareth Bale, Jack Wilshire, or Christian Eriksen? Christian Eriksen. 
Really? Yeah. Has he played yet for Brentford? No, no, but once he's fit, why wouldn't he play? Yeah. I think um, Ramsey is Ramsey playing now for Rangers. Ramsey's Sometime. playing a lot actually, yeah. But these are these another one. He played the first few games. He's another one that's um, it's, it's a shame that that's been blighted by by injuries. Well, I got criticised the other week by I think it was Leslie in the chat because I said if Aaron Ramsey was if he had stayed relatively injury free, he'd have been one of the best midfielders in Europe. And he kind of said, no, he's no, he's no way is he that good. And I said, he absolutely is that good. He just can't stay fit for more than a couple of months at a time. Mm. Like, literally, he's fit for like a month or two. And then he's got some type of injury. And people in the chat saying, no, he's injured again. So, I've, and this was my worry with him going to Scotland, was that he was going to pick up injuries because people are going to target him. He's a good player. He's physical. Um, Wales need him. And if they're going to get to the, the World Cup finals and um, him being injured is not a good sign. Yeah, I don't, I, dis, I disagree with that. I think that the only would be much more physical than the Scottish. Yeah, no, I think, you know, either is probably not it's ideal. Just, it's a different one for a di- difficult one for him because, yeah, when I've seen him, he, he, he is a good player, but, you know, would he... Would he be a See, better player? I, would he be a better player playing week in, week out? Yeah, hundred percent he would. I just think um when Shawcross broke his leg, he never he since then he seems to have been very injury prone. And you just wonder because he was such a serious leg break, if that's the kind of root cause. Not to put it all on Ryan Shawcross. Look, no, it, no, was a bad, it was a bad challenge. He's, he's, he's one of them niggly injury players, you know. But before that, he wasn't. Like Luke he had... Shaw had the same injury as Aaron Ramsey, and he's carried on like his bit. Like, yeah, I, I just, yeah. But then for the, the few years he was at Cardiff, he wasn't injured all the time. He played, he played like week in, week out. No, no, but he was still a kid there when he went to. Last yeah, he was school. a kid. Yeah, he, he's, he's grown up and he's playing a lot more. You know, no disrespect to Cardiff, but he was playing with yeah. world class players at that time. He's probably was, pushing his body to the limits as well, isn't he? Yeah, the game, you play with the the game. Probably not quite ready and pushing himself and pushing himself. And that's had probably bad effects on his body. Some people I, can push their bodies like that <clears> and some people can't. I would feel very sorry for Gareth Bale if him and Ramsey are not fit for the playoffs. Wales don't qualify for the World Cup and they don't get to have a say in the game because I think Bale is likely to retire either after the World Cup or, you know, if Wales don't get there then before it be from international very, football. I'd be very, 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 very surprised if either of them weren't there. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll turn up, but I just, like, how fit are they going to be, ultimately? No, but this is what I'm saying. I think that I'd be very surprised if they're not. Because they'll play some part. They'll, they'll be just seeing one leg on now just for that Wales I mean, that's why Ramsey's gone to Rangers, isn't it? Is to play football yeah, to yeah, get exactly. fit for Wales. So yeah, exactly. But the playoffs now next month, isn't it? March. So yeah, got to get past Austria. He's got so to get fit he'll, now. He'll, he'll know his body better than anyone, and he'll just be nursing his body to till April. And and yeah. Bale, Bale the same. I I want to have luck if Christine Eriksen's played for Brentford yet. I didn't think he had, but I don't know. I mean, like you say, once he's fit, why wouldn't he? Um, 
Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Who was the other one? Wilshire. Yeah, I think like Wilshire is one of them where he's played an hour friendly, um, but it doesn't look like he's played in the Premier League. He was on the bench though, wasn't he, the other week? I remember. But, he's, but it seems like he's played some behind the behind you know closed doors friendlies and whatever. But what a player, by the way, he has uh, Christian Eriksen. If he can recover from what was horrific uh, and traumatic thing, like and come back and have any semblance of a professional career, then fair play to him because it's got to be difficult for him, and it's got to yeah. be. Can you imagine the anxiety, mate, the first time he like plays properly or first time? Oh, he no, that's plays. Why it's, it's important to, to see what it's like at training. He's obviously he's not going to sign anything. Well, take it slow, haven't you? Yeah. Just get baby steps, no rush, but you know the quality of it. Denmark in the World Cup, mate. You take him either way, don't you? Like, even if he's not in the playing squad, you take him. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, um, so before we wrap up, if you guys got any questions or anything, um, get them in very, very quickly. Uh, so Rodri or me can answer them. Um, we are going to be back tomorrow night to do a little watch along with the Bellator. It's on BBC iPlayer, so watch along with us, and we're just going to have a ch- general chit chat as we're watching. Um, so it won't be like loads and loads of just MMA talk. We will talk a little bit about it as the fights are going on, but um, we want to support uh, Brett Johns, who's well, she's um, came on. She's been on the channel a few times. We've also got um, Scott Pedersen as well. As well, there's a load of Irish fighters on there. Um, so it's going to be a really good night. Uh, so join us tomorrow. Dort- from a... Dortmund at 2-1. It's 5-4. So what's that? 5-4? 5-4. 5-4. Oh, It's not even half time yet. Oh, no? I thought it was coming to the end. Oh, Rangers under pressure. Uh, so have Rangers sat back too much, do you think? Maybe. Oh, is it full time? I don't know. How many minutes gone? It's saying 46, but... Um, so, Craig says, um, do you think Rangers will hold on? It's 2-1 at half-time, so it's 5-4 to Rangers at half-time. So, basically, yes, yeah, half-time, 5-4. to four. Five, know, four They to... seem to have the mentality now of just sitting in it. Yeah, don't but the problem is... But that's don't, such a dangerous still thing still to play. Two more goals. But you'd fancy, you'd fancy him, wouldn't you? You'd Who fancy Dortmund to get two in the second half. No, I'd fancy them. Rangers to hold out. Do you? Yeah. I think I fancy Dortmund to score two, but I think I fancy Rangers to get one if they need to. I think they need to not play too deep in the second half. Because if they get one goal, it's dead, I think, isn't it? Because then Dortmund got to score three. Yeah, definitely. So you've got to go and get that goal and just I'm, put the game I'm to bed. Just, I'm just begging that Wolves beat these at this Arsenal. Um, oh, uh, T Dot uh, said something. What did he say about the Wolves game? Uh, from the shed end. Uh, he said, Wait until you see that Wolves goal and laughing emoji. So I'm assuming something catastrophic. T Dot, that. that's Theo, isn't it? That's Theo. Yeah, I think I, I said it's T Dot because I, I just saw he, I see him on oh, Twitter and stuff. Enough. And he, I'm assuming it's him. Might not be, though. But it's his podcast, isn't it? The, from the shed end. Yeah. But um, yeah, he always retweets really our stuff and that, which I appreciate massively. And uh, he's got involved tonight. And like all the people as well who watch on Twitter, there's lots of you. Get involved in the conversation, innit? 
You need to get Theo on here. Yeah. You come on, Theo on and that on a Thursday night. I was going to say to you about um, what's his head from. I've been on that shed. I've well. been on the shed before, so I'm pretty sure, pretty sure you'll come on, no problem. Yeah, get him on, mate. And um, I was going to say to you about Stell as well. Stell, you should get Stell on as well when we. Yeah, Stell, yeah. Just have a chat, innit? In it, but. Got big so, um, he's nervous for tomorrow's game still. I mean, I'm, 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 on. On. I'm on your play, um, Epoel tomorrow, which is a big rival. So, is so he and the color and the colors are a yellow and blue. So, I'm sending him yellow and blue. And he's going, Yeah, I'm saying, there, the Ukraine colors, fucking relax. <laughs> Same colors in Ukraine. Yeah, winding him right up. Yeah. Well, you never know, mate. This time next year, we could all be nuked and. The game over anyway. Oh, here so, we are. Fucking hell. Some drama queen here. Fucking nuts, isn't I'm, I'm, I'm hearing... I'm read, I've read uh, an article before that, that wouldn't surprise me. And by the way, I was mocking the people on Twitter by saying that. See, see some fucking drama queens now. So they've gone from being experts in vaccinations to experts in geopolitics now. Fucking so what... Um, unbelievable. Uh, the Americans have got underground... Biolabs in Ukraine. Oh, is it? Well, that's what I was reading today. That could be problematic, couldn't it? Mm, and that's why they're going in because they've got. That's they've why got they're going in so quick. Biolabs and they want them destroyed. Do they want them destroyed or do they want to take the contents? I don't know. So if they've gone in, destroy them and go back out, and the war ends, then you'll know well, that's what it was about. But it carries on for a bit and probably rubbish. Hmm. Craig says um, Rangers and Dortmund both had chances to score, um, but Dortmund are just tearing them open. Um, and Bellingham is playing very well. Bellingham, mate, what a player! Um, if he stays fit, yeah, United missed the, out on him big time. He's got the potential to be an all-time great. I think yeah, for England. United need to get him. Him or Declan Rice, be happy as lovely. Well, I read today that Kane and Declan Rice are their number one targets for the summer whether they get Champions League football or not, there's no way those two players are going to United if they Kane, don't no, get Champions Kane, League no, football. Not in the Champions League. No, he wants to win things. So, no. Uh, have, we got enough time, right. so have we got enough time to talk about that Super, super 6? We talked about that yet. I got 16 points. What do you get? Gaz said that um, he asked if you think United are going to win any trophies this year. No. Not even the Champions League. <laughs> What's the, oh, they, we haven't talked about that. We'll finish off on that very quickly. What did you think of the performance by United yesterday? Athletic oh, Madrid, you know Madrid, good I don't, side. I don't, it's not about performances now. It's it, you're in this knockout stage. It's about results, and it's a good result. So, um, I said I text you tonight. Anthony Alanga being given a chance and has taken it. Um, but I've seen Rashford a couple of times since he come back from injury where he's been like one-on-one, not with like a clear-cut one-on-one, but like, you know, wide or whatever. And years gone by, he'd have just gone in and shot naturally and just done taking it. But he'll stop and kind of slow the game down and stuff. But what Alanga did yesterday, he broke, as soon as he was through, it was like, bang, this I'm shooting and that's it. And um, it just looked so natural to him. He didn't think about it. Um, I'd be really impressed with him. Yeah, well, the difference is with Marcus Rashford four years ago, all he was thinking about is scoring and playing yeah. for Manchester United. Do you think he's in his own head now a bit? Yeah, possibly. So what do you do as a manager then? Do you take Should the manager take him out of the firing line a bit? 
Should he keep playing him until he gets it right? Yeah, you've just got to, because at the minute, he is no more than a sub. Yeah, like my my problem with keep playing him is I think Sancho is slowly starting to look better. You've got Alanga's playing well, and then you've got Cavani, Ronaldo. There's so you've got you've a, got just like five players in front of him, aren't there? It's coming. He'll do a job there as well. So um, yeah, but the stats say there if we don't if he plays we don't win. Who's that? Lingard. Rashford. Oh, if Rashford plays, United don't yeah. win. They just draw. Yeah. The, the results aren't positive but when he comes off the bench we, we, we more or less win mm. well to me he should be on the bench at the moment there's five six players who should play in front of him I would pick all of those players in front of him at the moment even Lingard the problem they've got now Greenwood's killed us because uh, yeah it's a massive player just, just gone yeah but then uh, if, anyone, I, anyone I think else, anyone else suffering that kind of loss it would be a massive loss but you know it's, it's, it's quickly moved on He's forgotten but about, it, and you've just got to deal with it. It is a loss, I agree with you, but especially because he was, at the start of the season, he was in good form. It is a loss, but they have enough quality players up in those positions that it shouldn't be, like, it shouldn't It shouldn't cause their season to fall apart. No, it shouldn't, but it's the second leading goal scorer. The fact. Yeah. So is that, why is, where's goals, Cavani? Why is he playing? Goals. Now Sancho started creating scoring goals. Bruno again is now is always consistent scored goals. So yeah, they, they need as many people as they can score goals. Not the second highest goal scorer to, to not be involved at all yeah. now. Just gone. Mm. Just gone. I so, um I do think United always, always look better when Cavani is up front. I always just think they look better. Running when he's running in behind, hold he holds the ball up pretty well for someone who's not that big. I it just yeah, I just um I don't know why he doesn't start more. He's honest. injured. I know he is now, but like just generally, I don't know why he doesn't start more. Because, because... you've got the world world's greatest goal scorer. Yeah, but he can play number ten. He can play with right. Cavani. He's he can the play wide. Goal scorer. Why would you put him number ten? You put him playing. Well, he's he's passed it, mate, didn't he? And he's he's, he's huh? affecting the team. He's making the team poor. Pardon? You have you not listened to the experts on talk sport, mate? Ronaldo's passed it. Highest goal scorer in the Premier League. He's passed it. He's causing United to play badly. I'll reiterate, he's the highest goal scorer in the Premier League and the world's greatest scorer of goals. He's fighting and with he's, Harry Maguire over captaincy. sat on the panel because they can't... They're ex- they experts, can't mate. sitting on the panel because they can't do that. But they're experts, aren't they? Ex- experts. Who's What's his name? Which one? What's his name? Who? Jamie... Um, O'Hara. Yeah, he's an expert, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> What's he an expert? What's he an expert in? in? Daddy old Lloyd. Um, no, no, it's not a bit personal. He, what is no, name? no, Come I don't mean he's, he's very vocal. You ne- oh, yeah. said, Do you know what? Never said Booter Goose and he's playing for it, and all of a sudden, you know, he's... he's, he's, he's I thought he was a good player, talks, mate. Sat and, he, was technically, he was technically a good player, but he was a fat little dumpling and loved the, the past day. So... You can't be professional football if you like class pie, can you? You just said don't get personal, didn't you? you just and it's not fat. personal, it's a fact. What? He's a dumpling. He's a pie. He, he was good technically, but he couldn't get about mm. the pitch. Mm. And I, um, he went out, he like you know, like the yeah. I actually do you know though, when he started his punditry, I thought he was pretty good. Since he's gone to talk sport, he's 
gone down the Adrian Durham route, you'll say stuff just to get people to phone in. And I can't act that. Like, get people to phone in because of the quality of the conversation, not because you're just saying stupid stuff and pissing yeah. people off. Well, what you what tells you about Jamie Harrow is not original. He's a puppet. So yeah, do you think they're do you think they're told what to say? Mm, Some of them, like no, no, I don't think they're told. I think they're encouraged. Um, but to kind of go either or, and they so like yeah, if me and you were yeah. on there, they'd yeah. say right, you go one side, you go the other side. Yeah, it's classic. Like, classic American. If you watch the, the American sports, like Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith, classic. You know. One's on one side. Stephen Ace, I cannot. No, yeah. No, no, ma- no matter what. So, yeah. Either, whatever the situation, is always one on one side and one on the other, no matter mm. what it is. No, there's no way, oh, I'll agree with you. Yeah, yeah. It's always that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's gone down the, 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 the Adrian Durham ring, which we all know. Yeah, is, you can uh, see through it. See through it yeah. easy, can't you? Yeah. Um, right. Just, but you know the, the average day man is is very goodable. Indeed, mate. Um, guys, drop a like on the video before you leave as well. Um, appreciate you all joining us. Nice one for sending all the questions. All like. Did we get stuff. the super six in? I just want to know before we go. Um, also, Gaz asked, uh, "Are you gonna do a charity boxing match?" Uh, James English is back in there. Jamie O'Hara is doing one. Why aren't you? I've never been asked. I'd do one. I've never been asked, so. Did you do any training? Uh, no, but I've boxed before. I could train. No problem. Who would you I've like got, to fight? I'm, I'm, uh, I, I know Jamie Moore pretty well. I know Maurice Core pretty well. He runs Champs Camp in my side. So I've got Jim yeah. that I could train at. Yeah. Ricky Atten. So, yeah. But no, no one's ever asked me, so. Maybe someone will ask me now. Who would you like to? Who would you like to fight if you had a choice? I don't care. Piers Morgan. I don't care. It's only for charity. Yeah, but they've got to be someone. Not gonna, not, not Lee, Sharp. Lee Sharp. Lee Sharp versus Rodri Giggs. No, no, no. Because there'd be low blows and everything. Elbows. <laughs> it's for charity, so you don't need to get nasty. Get the ref. <laughs> get the ref. Get that referee who threw a pencil up. Yeah. The old, the old uh, man size. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll get that guy who approached you in the toilet and you ended up having a fight with him in the pub. We'll get him, bring him back, bring him back, or the ref, which you threw a pencil at. Yeah, there's loads of people, bring them back, bring them back. But on the right, right now, have we talked about we got 16 points in the Super Six? Have we gone through that yet? Connection's no. gone, mate. You're breaking no, up, yeah, breaking up, mate. You can't hear you. What's going on? No. Um, guys, as always, it's been a pleasure. Really enjoyed tonight. It's been a good one. Um, I apologise for Rod Rodri's belligerence when it comes to the Super Six. He's getting ahead of himself, but don't worry. Come Saturday, five o'clock, I'll have put him back in his place. What do you reckon? By the end of five five o'clock, you're either going to be in the lead or I'm going to be like twenty five points ahead. One way, ah, oh, there he is. There he is. She's like, yeah, not having that. Not having that at all. Right, guys, nice one. We're out. Sports Social Podcast Network.